This episode is sponsored by By Heart. By Heart is an infant nutrition company whose mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, By Heart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Our blend includes the most abundant protein found in breast milk, alpha-lac, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum, along with broken down, partially hydrolyzed proteins. By Heart is an easy-to-digest formula. In addition to its patented protein blend, our formula includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. By Heart is the only U.S.-made infant formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk, not skim. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with the code parenting for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline, the place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your host, Erin royer Azraland. In today's episode, I will be discussing two common areas of concern around potty training, and these are nighttime potty training, or sometimes known as bedwetting which is knowing when your child is ready to nighttime train and how to go about it. And then the second topic I'll cover is potty training relapse. Relapse in potty training means a child who has been trained for a while, two to three months or more, and then has relapsed into either having full-on accidents or leaks into the underwear several times a day for a week or more. I'll start with nighttime training and bedwetting. Many parents expect their kids to nighttime train shortly after they are daytime trained. And as a matter of fact, I got a question on this from Sylvia in Vermont asking, my five-year-old has been day potty trained for over two years. I expected she would have been going through the night dry by now. I'm getting a little concerned. What should I do? As you've heard, Sylvia, this is a common expectation. It's also an area where I think a lot of parents don't talk about it because there seems to be a lot of embarrassment around this. So it may feel like you are the only one of the, ah, it may feel like you are one of the few dealing with it, but that's simply not true. As it turns out, a lot of kids in your child's age range are still not able to stay dry overnight. 
we've set up some unrealistic expectations that lead us to feel concerned unnecessarily. Five is well within the range of normal for still not going through the night dry. Nighttime training is the last step in potty training. There's a hormone that must be produced in enough of an amount that lets the kidneys know that they need to slow down the production of urine during the night. These hormones mature at different rates in different kids. So here are some bedwetting statistics so you can know what to expect. Bedwetting is extremely common for kids six and under. Broken down by age, these are the percentage of kids who wet the bed. And when I say wet the bed, I mean they're just not staying dry at night. So they might be in a pull-up, so they're technically not wetting the bed, but they are producing urine overnight and then voiding it into a pull-up or into their underwear if they're in underwear overnight. At age five, 15 to 20% of kids are still wetting throughout the night regularly. By age six, it's 14 to 17%. By age 10, 5% of kids are still having frequent bedwetting episodes, and by age 15, it's down to around 1%. Now, bedwetting for ages 6 and under only needs addressed if the child is feeling really bad about it. Absolutely no shame should be coming down from parents, siblings, or other family members. So if you have a 6-year-old who is concerned about a friend finding out or really wants to work on it, then great. Go ahead and help them out with it. Many pediatricians do not start to get concerned until kids are as old as eight, but check with yours if you are concerned or you want to try to get things moving along. But time generally is the best treatment in most cases for this bedwetting scenario. If you want to start moving things along, so here are some things you can do. Stop the drinking of all fluids after 6 p.m. and don't leave any water cups in the room overnight. Make your child go to the bathroom before he or she goes to bed, and then when you go to bed, take your child to the potty. Now, this is best if it's two hours or more after your child has initially fallen asleep. So, yes, this means you're going to wake your child up. You're going to rouse him or her from sleep enough to kind of walk them down the hallway into the restroom, really take care of them because they are really groggy and you don't want them to get hurt, walk into walls. And they sometimes will pee right on the floor. They'll pee right in their pull-up. So you really have to guide them and help them because they could be literally still like half asleep. And help them, you know, get ready and, and void into the toilet and then get them back to their bedroom safely. Now for kids over six or seven, you can also try a wet alarm. There's alarms out there like the wet stop and it attaches to the pull-up or underwear and it beeps very loudly when it gets wet and it rouses the child and the parent from sleep. These take about 12 weeks to work and have a 75% effectiveness rate according to a study published in Pediatrics Magazine. So if you're okay with and ready to be woken up at least once, but sometimes it's multiple times during the night for about 12 weeks while your child, it teaches your child how to wake up and rouse when they have to go to the bathroom by all means, go ahead and check out one of those wet alarms. So now for relapses. A lot of parents think of a relapse as something that happens within the first three to six months after potty training. And while that's true, and they do, surprisingly, a lot of kids will have relapses later, even into early elementary school, which catches a lot of parents off guard. And it's actually more common in girls than boys. And this is another area where parents who are dealing with this struggle alone 
because they're afraid to talk about it. It feels embarrassing, and especially when the child is older, five, six, or more, and they don't want to embarrass their child, have a friend over here, and then open the door to their child being made fun of at school. So this is something parents really seem reticent to discuss with one another and share. But know that if this is happening, you're not alone. First, I'm going to talk about the basics of handling accidents. Accidents are the full-on soaking through the clothes and even onto the floor. Basically, this fully eliminating the bladder as opposed to the frequent leaking that can also occur as a part of relapse. So for accidents, the rules of thumb will hold true whether your child is in the midst of potty training, newly potty trained, or has been potty trained for a while. First and foremost, never discipline for accidents. It's a developmental milestone. So as soon as the discipline comes into play, it can turn into a power struggle and can actually set off a whole host of other issues. So just like we're learning to walk, we don't discipline a child for falling, even if they've been walking for years. We cheer them back up and encourage them to try again. We want to keep that same upbeat, positive attitude you had on the very first day of potty training. So you might want to say something like, you went pee. Do you remember what that feels like? The next time you feel that, let's try to get to the potty, okay? The overall goal is to get your child to feel the sensation, recognize that sensation early enough, and get to the potty. So giving gentle reminders and practice is the best way. We never want to have any shame around potty training accidents. To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important. But did you know indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? I've got to tell you about Puro Air. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Puro Air uses a stronger filter called a HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. In laboratory studies, users saw noticeably cleaner air in just 30 minutes. When it comes to babies and children, there's nothing worse than dealing with a cranky baby or child who can't sleep because of congestion. Air purifiers can help reduce congestion and improve immune system function to fight those winter colds and flus. I use my Puro Air purifiers to clean the air in my home, especially in our bedrooms while we sleep. It has a quiet, relaxing hum and cleans the air from pet dander, allergens, viruses, dust, mold, odors, and contaminants. It has four levels, low, medium, high, and sleep and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HEPA-14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. These later years of childhood have been flying by. As a mom, I want to not just be available to my kids during these last years they have at home, but I want to feel good and have the energy I need to keep up with their schedule and my own. So my health is a top priority. Equilibria is a woman-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and body back into harmony. You're not alone on your wellness journey. Every customer gets one-on-one support to help you meet your goals. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. 
A healthy gut positively impacts immunity, mental health, sleep, digestion, and skin health. It helps regulate digestion, immunity against bad bacteria, and improve nutrient absorption. The gut has been called the second brain because it contains more than 100 million nerve cells. It is a vitally important piece to our overall health, both physical and mental. So to make sure my gut is working at its potential, I started taking EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense to improve my digestion and nutrition absorption, boost my overall immune health, and help with sleep and stress as a bonus. Head to myeq.com and use code PARENTING for 15% off Equilibria's Microbiome Defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code PARENTING at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. So for children who are newly potty trained, as in fully trained for two to three months, and then just decide they don't want to do it anymore, you can try to respark their interest by offering raisins or M&Ms if you need, but preferably something like raisins. Then after a couple days, you just forget to give it. After that, you only give when they remember, and then soon after that, no more. If you've listened to some of my classes on the website or been to my classes in person, you know that I'm strongly against using reward systems as well as most other child development experts also follow the same line of thinking. So we're against the reward systems for behavioral modification, especially in areas where we want long-term change like potty training. This is a long-term process. You want your child to learn to go to the potty and go. So this needs to be on, the onus needs to be on them. So Using this technique is just meant to be a gentle nudge back in the right direction of potty training, but not a good tool to use for long-term behavior change or behavior management. So like I mentioned, we want our kids to feel when they need to go in time and get themselves to the potty because they are ready and because they want to do it. So we don't want to use that reward system for more than a couple of days. We want to try it for a couple days get them back on track, and then pull that back away and just forget all about it. And hopefully they will as well. So in addition to accidents, there's this dampness in the underwear, which is another aspect of relapse. And I got a question this week from Emily in Charleston, West Virginia, about her five-year-old daughter. My five-year-old seems to be damp in her underwear all day long. I think she just doesn't want to stop playing, but she's been potty trained for years. I've tried sending her at intervals, but the effects don't last. After a few days, she falls right back into her old habits. I don't know what to do. So Emily, like I shared earlier, this is way more common than you probably realize, and especially with girls. So hopefully that helps allay some of your concerns. But for Emily and anyone else who is also experiencing this consistent dampness several times a day over a week or longer, And this can be with or without accidents. Sometimes you'll have dampness with accidents. Sometimes it's just dampness three, four times a day and they have to go change their underwear. This is more common in older children, four, five, six, even older. Um, The younger kids, when they're having that potty training relapse, it's usually accidents. So what do you do for your older kids? There's a couple things you can do. Emily, you've done these, so I'll get to yours in a moment. But for other people who haven't tried these other aspects, these are the first things you can try to do. You can do a boot camp type potty training, which I cover in the potty training class on my website. And this doesn't mean like drill sergeant. It just is a particular way of 
potty training over a two to three day period where the focus during those days is almost completely on potty training. You can also try the interval training, meaning you set an alarm for every X interval. So it could be an hour, it could be two hours, it could be 30 minutes, whatever you deem appropriate and send your child to the bathroom. So and I know Emily, you've tried this. So I know um, this was a place to start. It's not working for you. You're going to move on to the next step. So you might say, I'm going to try for an hour. And if that works great, then back it down to two hours, three hours, and then see if your child's going to go on his or her own. If you're doing an hour and it's not quite working, you can move it up to every 30 minutes. See how that goes. See if you can get it to work that way. You want to move it forward or backwards, depending on how it's doing. The goal, of course, is to move it to longer and longer intervals, to two to three hours, and then letting your child go on their own. Because, of course, the goal is to get your child to learn to feel when they need to go on their own. But sometimes doing this for two to three days is enough to get your child reconnected with that sensation and they're good to go off on their own. Now, if neither of these work or they work but only for a week or two and then you get another relapse, it's time to get your child checked by your pediatrician. Your pediatrician will most likely send you to a specialist for some non-invasive testing like an ultrasound and an exam. Now, chances are everything is fine. In most of these cases, Everything is just fine physically, but if there is a problem, then you won't spend months getting frustrated or spinning your wheels. You can get right to solving the issue. Now, your pediatrician or the specialist will most likely have you work on a potty chart, not as a reward system, but as a way to see what might be happening. So I've created a blog post with a chart that you can print out and use. You can go to yourvillageonline.com blog and either search under the potty training topic or search for the term relapse. And this way you can start using it and take it to them to the appointment to have a head start on the process. Sometimes these things are due to things like constipation or other issues. And then the doctor can see or let you know what else he or she wants you to do, look for or track. And then you can work with your pediatrician and specialist in getting this problem turned around. But the first place to start, they're going to have you do that chart. So you can get started on your own with that if you'd like to. Another thing that you can do, if you've taken your child to the pediatrician, you've have everything checked out, physically everything looks great, there's no problems, you're charting, you're doing exactly what you need to do every three hours, two to three hours, getting your child to the bathroom, and you're still seeing problems with leaking or accidents you can go ahead and use the tool that I discussed in the nighttime potty training, which is that alarm, that wet alarm, the wet stop or something similar, and have your child wear that during the day. If you're going to be home and available and able to do this really intense and focused potty training, um, put the alarm on your child, and when it starts to beep, they'll run to the bathroom real quick, you can turn it off, and that will help get their mind connected with that feeling of having to go to the bathroom. And that can um, help really catapult that in the right direction. Now, if you have questions about relapse, nighttime training, or any other parenting or child development concerns, check out our site for our list of classes at yourvillageonline.com. We have over 40 classes available and constantly adding content. Now, in the next episode, I'll be discussing respect. Now, out of respect for you, I won't sing the song, although it's in my head but I'll refrain from doing that for you. I get a lot of questions around how to handle 
disrespectful behavior from kids, that attitude, that tone of voice, that entitlement they throw at us. So I'll be discussing ways to set up respectful communication, boundaries, and rules around respect in your home and get that turned around if you're struggling with a lot of that. It's a common issue today and there's some reasons for that, which I will also share in the next episode. If you would like to see what else we have coming for episodes or to submit a question, you can go to yourvillageonline.com slash podcast, or you can also submit feedback and questions at podcast at yourvillageonline.com. And you can let me know what topics you would like to hear about. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.